Oh, man. How about that fade? Everybody listens so closely at that last moment to see if we can start it off with that right on fade. Or Welcome to the show. Yeah, we'll get it right next time. Rose Show Live number 128. What up, for The gang's all here. Door down. Cheers, about to start. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for watching. Make sure you join us in uh, live chat, not top chat. Um, if you have a Twitch, please check us out on Twitch. Give us a follow. You don't have to watch over there, but following helps out the show. I think if we get to 50, we get like an affiliate or something like that. Um, cheers to everyone in the chat. We wanted to talk a little bit about growing cannabis today and uh, some other miscellaneous things like usual. Um, let's see. What was the first thing we wanted to talk about? Lighting? Well, the finer intricacies of lighting and so much as not just yeah. saying use product A over B, but the good guidelines that we can use for almost all lighting. Right, right, right. So uh, maybe we'll go through... Um, all stages of growing and discuss what we would use. So for the uh, seedling and clone stage of growing, the the old classic T5 works really, really well for a few reasons. At the home grow level, it adds heat, which is really good for those plants at that level or at that stage of growth. They like to be a little bit warmer and a little bit more humid. And uh, the plants can get really close without burning up, which is really nice, um, but also LED lights work really, really well for the uh, all the early veg stage. Does anyone have anything they want to input there? Well, I'm curious to know who on this panel has converted from T5 to LED for veg because I'm seriously considering it. And uh, I want your guys' opinions because I'm still rocking T5 and a metal halide in my veg tent. And uh, I mean, I, I have a room that has that giant eight foot light in it that is an LED light that i run veg plants in but that's not really my primary veg room uh and i'd like to upgrade to some really like veg lights you know so i'm curious to hear what you guys have experienced so far and why you would recommend changing or upgrading the led well what i did in the beginning i took my old t5s and i actually because i was just on a budget i ran to lowe's and i grabbed a whole bunch of their replacement t5 led bulbs they actually worked you know i just got some whatever 35 100 Calvin, uh, 3500K or whatever the hell they were, white um, and blue spectrum or whatever, blue white spectrum. They worked. You know, I get a solid growth off of them. Uh, I keep my mom's under those, They're just old T5 ballasts, you know, basically. Uh, they run LED bulbs. Uh, it's like a T5 bulb with LEDs in it, basically, four feet long. Uh, it's a four foot long light. Uh, and then I switched over to some Fluence Razor X, uh, the three bar style two by four light. You can stretch it out to be like a 36 inch by a four foot light or however you want to do it. It's a three bar. Uh, it's movable. You can fit it to your, you scale it to your, uh, size spacing or whatever. And then, uh, I still use metal halide and veg also, but that's, yeah, that's good. You can that's use all the different lights. You, know? you just gotta remember to get the right spectrum. You can well, do that LD for sure. And ask yourself this question too is do you want to try to really push your veg or are you trying to hold your veg back? Depending on what you need for your garden. If you need to hold uh, it back, sometimes you need to hold on to a different kind of it's light. It's probably worth stressing that veg is probably the most important part of your grow. If you want to stay on schedule and you want to 
you know, perpetually flower plants. You want your veg to be really good. Booming. If your veg is always full of plants, then your flower room is always going to be full of plants. I've got a question for Spartan because I think it's important that we talk about the commercial side of things too. You guys uh, carry some serious mothers, right? What do you guys veg those under? LEDs. <laughs> Just bar lights. Uh, I'm trying to think which ones are specters. We have specters above those. And and so we we talk about you know pushing versus kind of holding back on veg. What do you think you guys do for your moms? Because it's almost like a delicate balance in between, right? No, we just fucking full blast. Just push them as many cleanses you can get. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would say moms are kind of a different thing. Yeah, the like the you might store your moms a little cool. different. Yeah, they're the moms are big plants, so I mean they're adult plants, so they can take the full light. So we just blast them with light from the get. Uh, we've got the LEDs as high as they'll go, as far as as high as we can hang them, because the plants get tall. And then um, we just fill that light, the area with light, with bar light. And then uh, for the seedling, or for the, yeah, if it was a seedling or a cutting in a clone dome, that's not just just in a shelf on the side of the veg space. It's, there's no lights above it at all. It, it just it's in the side of the bedroom. The bedroom's got so much light. I mean, it spills all over and seedlings and clones don't really require a ton of light. And so they start getting roots. Once they get roots, they're planted into a one gallon pot and then they're under another specter light, but it's only, I think a four bar. And, uh, that's pretty weak. Yeah. I'm probably, I mean, I'd have to measure it, but I bet you it's under 500 PPM. Yeah. That's what I was going to guess. Yeah. Do you, do you guys have any um, experience on whether or not clones root faster with like not necessarily more light, but like an optimum amount of light? Because I've done that a hundred times before, you know, just kind of putting a cloner or something in the corner. Um, I'm actually currently doing that right now. I've also done it where it's had its own dedicated, you know, maybe two foot T5 light just sitting right over that corner because it's usually a perfect size for those or at least like the 35 sites or so. Um, I don't. I don't have a strong correlation because I like to do the 24 hour light just so that I have consistent heat. So like when they're, you know, propagating and all that, I'm using the light as like a partial heat source. And when, if you shut that light off, I don't want to have like a cold period and have the plants kind of damp. Well, it's important. I think that you tell us what media you're cloning in too, because I've experienced that it's like, you know, more heat, the worse in terms of like aquaponics or that kind of side of things. Well, using the uh, cubes and like dome. Okay. So yeah. you're trying to maintain a humidity level inside of like a greenhouse type yeah. type situation. So I just want to. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You want to have all the uh, parameters out there. I used one of those uh, Floriflex cloning domes recently for the first time with you know some root riot cubes worked perfectly. But I, <laughs> I you know switching up in my mind like my cloning philosophy, if you will, I I knew that I had to basically put a heater right on it, you know, and because I had sure, to heat my yeah. bedroom, and I was like, you know what, I'll just throw it right on the clones because I know they'll appreciate it the most. I use a variety of LEDs. Some, who was it? Patrick, I think, asked about my bedroom. Um, my bedroom is about like, I don't know, I guess it's about eight by 10 size maybe. And uh, yeah, I grow, I grow them pretty big because I'm, my space allows me to do that, and, um, which is pretty nice. I mean, my ceiling height isn't great, but yeah, I have a variety of LEDs. I have a uh, Core 85, a rapid LED Core 85 over my seedlings um and 
Then I have a couple HLGs. I have like the original V2, uh, and then I have the, um, or no, the original, what was it? The yeah, the original, yeah, 550. The 550 V2, and then I have a B spec. And then I just added a CMH because I just needed a little extra over, and I had an extra adjust wing. So that's what my bedroom looks like. And my plants seem pretty happy. I keep it about 70% humidity and about 75 to 80 degrees. Funny. And uh, they're pretty happy. So, yeah. That's a great size for a veg, too. If you can do a 10 eight by 10, you, you know, you can run what you want, hold what you need and have different little areas for things. Yeah. It's nice. <clears throat> pretty happy. So that makes me happy. Yeah. I think your veg lights kind of represent what a lot of home growers do, right? Is they get new lights and put them in flower. And then their old lights kind of go down into the bedroom, like your 550 is in the bedroom. Older tech in the earlier stages. Yeah, exactly. And I think that a lot of people can, relate to that dude up until six months ago i still had my grow blue led light in my veg tent and dude, i swear was, it was what's that like seven years old you gotta use it for something well and that's the thing i finally took it down because it, like half the pods stopped working i swear it was just a heater at a certain point you know what i mean but but <laughs> yeah i was just trying works. to like, get some it's extra light in this corner, you know yeah that's what it is. It's it's a it's a wire rack, three layers of T five lights, some another another T five yeah, light in the corner, a metal halide over here. You know, it's so long ago. <laughs> Grow blue, yeah, for real. I remember watching. I think it was Justin High Girl Hybrid. High Girl oh, okay. Hybrid had it, and uh, it was like he was trying to show the difference between what you could do with uh, blurple lights and the six hundred watt HPS. And his thing was that like. The blurples were better for veg for him and for creating density and node spacing, but he just couldn't touch the yield of the 600 for the efficiency. That's true, man. I, I started off in a two by four by five foot tall tent, and I started off with a 600 watt, uh, you know, metal, metal halide slash HPS combo, you know, kind of, you know, two bulbs or whatever, same ballast. The magnetic one. Yeah, and it was a uh, actually no, it was a digital, but it was one of those really cheap Chinese digital ballasts that caused Comcast to come <laughs> knock it on your door. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I've got cheap Chinese junk. For you. <laughs> it's fucking everyone's wife. Everyone's signal is fucking up because of my shit. Whoops, I learned a lesson that day. Uh, started growing with Galaxy Grow amps after that, but in any case. Um, yeah, 600 watt cool tube, uh, worked phenomenally. I, I was very impressed for my first grow, you know, five girls, 10 girls, whatever it is down the road. I still have this tent. I'm rocking a tent town in my garage. You know, I got three or four different size tents in there, different lights, all this stuff. I get this grow blue light. It's like 505 Watts at the wall. So it's a little bit less than the cool tube, way cooler, perfectly, you know, even out canopy, uh, you know, lighting over the whole tent pretty much worked phenomenally for veg and worked pretty good for flower too but it was the best veg light i think i had ever used up into that point um and that was my first experience with led and it was years and years until i got another one which was recently <laughs> so we got a good question here is like what light distance are we talking about here in uh veg and early early uh propagation what percentage um it's probably all this stuff varies a lot so like and it's to the lat the point of like the par level or the ppfd every different light's going to output a different amount of uh of those numbers 
So if you have a stronger light, you want to put it farther away and, a, you know, vice versa. So you're going to kind of adjust your plant distance from your lights and your uh, light intensity. Your focus point, too. According to how those plants look under those lights, you know, if they're burning up, turn your lights down or move them away a little bit. And the plants will really tell you they respond fast. Cannabis grows so fast that in one day you'll know if what you did is the right thing or not. It was nice to actually use your pro, uh, your Pulse Pro, because when I went around and was taking all those measurements for my PPFD in my flower room, uh, and then I ended up bumping up my plants, um, or actually lowering the the lights to adjust, um, I didn't really actually need that much light because I'm not running CO2. So I really didn't, I could turn my lights down and save some on money. In theory, it pays for itself. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So those things are, you know, good to check out because sometimes you don't really always need that PPFD and sometimes you aren't getting enough. So always check it. It's an expensive tool, but especially if you can just, you got a friend that has one, it doesn't have to be the Pulse Pro, but just any kind of like par meter or something. And just to walk around your room and take some readings and just map it out on a piece of paper or something based on what your lights are at, maybe a a couple different percentages, it could really give you a lot of info on where you're plants should be like height wise what you know your other environmental elements like your co2 for example um it's very very helpful i learned a lot when i started using one it's super useful and uh, like painted lady said it's that's one of the things it's useful for is it measures your co2 and then it measures your light intensity so you can actually see if you're using too much light for how much co2 you have or too little and uh, adjust accordingly which is really, really nice. So not not everybody has the CO2, so you don't always need to pump your lights at 110%. And, uh, you know, your plants are drooping down at the end of the day and they've had enough. You can only handle so much DLI. I'm slamming mine 24 hours right now. The only time I've done it is because I'm trying to get these fuckers to re-veg. Yeah, for sure. I turned a negative into a positive. My uh, my flower room is empty now, so I went through and I it's never been empty. I can't remember when, and so uh, I went there and took down all the old fucking fossils of grows past, <laughs> little hooks and fucking eyelets and fucking all that shit. Took all that shit down. Got everything out. Fucking old fan I never took down. Just everything. Took everything out of there, and. Uh, I used up a bunch more panda film I already had in the basement stored up to uh, um, replace some spots. You always have to buy six times more than you need. So you get yeah, it's always fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, it's always a better deal to get the larger volumes. You get the larger volume, then you get enough for your whole life. <laughs> yeah, so I put trip over it forever. So yeah, then I I uh, I'm looking in my room, and I've had as many as four lights in there going at one time. And I'm looking in my room and it's empty and I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. And I just have it set up so there's just going to be two. I do have it set up, but there's two lights hanging. I hung two lights right down the middle of the room. So it'd be like a four by eight. And only the narrow end on one side will be against the wall. Everything else would be like an aisle that I can walk completely around, all the way around all the plants. I'm just going to make it easy as fuck to grow in there. And uh, How big is the room? Oh, Jesus at least a 10 by 10 
Can I make a suggestion? If uh, and, and maybe this is, you know, I'm sure you know about these. Actually, what am I talking about? The the four by eight rolling trays that you can get at like every hydro store. I forget what the name of them are, but no way would I get a rolling tray. I have six six foot, maybe four inches right now. Of like extra space, you're saying? No, of from height. So if I put a table in there, I lose. Oh, right. okay, yeah, yeah. That's definitely not. Yeah. yeah, you'd have to chop the whole leg off that's and basically take the four inches of the wheels. <laughs> that's not worth it. Never mind. <laughs> no, no way, man. I'm pretty much my plants are like this far off the ground. I mean, they're as little off the ground as possible. I've run into that problem basically the entire existence of me growing, except for the greenhouse where we had 16 foot. <laughs> yeah. it's been like, all right, you have four foot of height and a thousand watt op open hood. Good luck, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so that's fucking cool. So now um, now I'm ready to fucking rock and roll in there, and uh, I could probably do a couple more things, but uh, it's way better than it was. And when those ever do get revegged, I'll uh, get ready to go into flower. They'll have a nice, new, clean area to go into. I ran into that. I was uh, running HPS, 1,000 watt HPS, you know, uh, vented, sealed hoods, whole nine. I'm five foot eight, five foot nine on a on a lucky day after I've been stretching. And uh, I'd say maybe the six foot mark was where my hoods were. You know, the almost I'd almost be hitting myself in the head. Maybe six five, six six. Um, but yeah. I know all about that. That's how I learned to scrog was basically my first growth setup. You know, it was a three light. One of the, the the room has a pitch to it, you know, so I had the other light. One of the lights I was able to take up a little bit higher. So that was my tall section. You know, I learned how to like dial in genetics real easy by like, hey, if I got a lot of like the OG Kush was typically going in that. I'd grown a lot of OG Kush, you know, 10, 10 years ago. And that stuff would go to the tall section, you know, because it's just lanky. Needed to be far from the light, you know. And then the little short squatty ran that great bait for years, man. That thing got two, three feet tall tops, you know. So that, that fucker underneath that five foot, six foot section, you know. And I just learned to utilize Work the genetics it, yeah. I had to my advantage, you know, depending on what height of light or whatever. I didn't have a part meter or anything to mess with. I just ran them fuckers at full blast and. When the plants looked like they weren't liking the light, I turned it down to 600 watts, you know, and I, you know, I, fortunately I had, I had enough of a digital ballast to go from 400, I think to 600 to 750 and a thousand. I think they may, they may even have cranked up to 1100 too, if I wanted all manual adjustment, you know, right on the ballast, but never really had any issues. Uh, fuck. What kind of ballast are those in that room? I don't even know. Um, they had some goo leaking the insulation's goo started leaking out of one of them sometime but uh the grocery store down the road replaced it even though i had it for like three years really cool i've gone through i think re out of three ballasts i think two of them have already been replaced for free how would you, you know? describe the goo that came out red black tarish <laughs> plastic like? how did it smell what were the terps like uh definitely um didn't didn't get a whiff on it it was it was all probably weird. best for your lungs yeah they told me it was insulation that was coming yeah, out of was, i guess the entire like all of the electronics on these things like get like coated in like this insulation or whatever type of thing that it is the ir shielding stuff yeah, yeah like, possibly an ir shielding yeah it was like a, a liquid it reminded me of plastic melting it was kind of weird it 
There it really is. Thrown off about it. it, dude. It's all I, focused and everything. That looks good, Spartan. Well done. What strain are we looking at there, Spartan? There's Orange Dream Haze. Oh and yeah. Then, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, it's fucking. I. It was. It was a plant that just got big on me. So I tried topping it, and it just got a billion fucking tops. So I got a billion fucking pinky-sized buds because of that. But the stuff is straight orange to me. Like, straight orange. Not like your clementine for girly. This is more like an orange. Like, not not like the clementine, but like more navel orange. Like I hear people describe it as the rind versus kind of the meat of the fruit. And I no, have a hard is... time deciphering that, but maybe you can. I don't know what that means. All uh, right, I, <laughs> the rind is bitter. I don't want to taste it. I know that. I don't know. You put it. That makes sense like... to me. The rind is a lot bitter. It's a lot more bitter, and, right. and the inside of the fruit is sweet. Yeah, the rind yeah, is how does like that smell, garnish, like... you know, sweet and bitter. What's the uh, lineage of that? <clears throat> I don't know bitter it smells like. I googled it. And I can't find that strain. Do you know what the parents are? Oh my goodness. Okay. So the person who sent it to me, I asked him several times if he wanted me to credit him for giving it or sending it up to me. And uh, this came from Florida. And uh, he said no. So, um, but he gifted it to me because he heard about my orange or my, uh, my bliss bud project and how I was looking for a strain that was uplifting and all that. And that's what this is. And he says it's a uh, sativa, but it's a fast finishing sativa. And I did take it nine, nine weeks. And it's, uh, he didn't tell me what the. I mean, he told me the names, but it's you know, lost. I found orange dream, but I don't find orange dream haze. So no, it was another plant. This is a pheno of another cultivar. Oh, okay, this is okay. a pheno named. So this is like like one of those things where they name it something else. Um, that what was sense. it? It was probably I don't know. It's probably like a Kelly O or something. I don't know. Who knows? It's, uh, cookies. It's not cookies. Does it grow like a haze though? Was it like very? I mean, you, I know you no. said you like kind of topped it, it was multi top, but what do you think it would have those like those big spear type? The colors? bunch structure kind of looks like the hazes that I've grown before. I didn't, I'll have to, uh, like I said, because this was so multi topped, it was just like small little buds, man. But they were kind of pointed, but uh, it didn't to me, it just looked like a hybrid. It was like down the middle, you know what I mean? Okay. It wasn't straight. Because I mean, if they're if they're like those round cap crown type deals, like that's not a typical no. like, standard haze to me. But like you know, you, when you see them come to like that was, point, yeah, it was pointed like tops, but they were like I mean, literally like just, just small. small. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that is what it is. I don't know. You're you're talking yeah, haze and like orange chirps, like two of my favorite things. So I'm all in, dude. <laughs> yeah, and he said it the the way that the high is, and and I've been smoking it all night, and it, it pretty much is is that it's just like it's your classic, like it just puts you in a good mood. Just put you in a good mood. It doesn't. It's not sleepy at all. Real, real in your head. I had to laugh at that comment. <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> I've got that. <laughs> oh, I've got it in the other room. Thing. I can't go. Yeah, it's in the it's other a room. Boomer thing, I think. Definitely dad hat. No, it's more of a country thing than a boomer thing anymore. Is it a country thing? I wear a. Curve it was when I was in the country. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's an old white boomer yeah, thing. I'll say it. <laughs> I said it comes back from the army days, man. It's the old BDU caps. Your mic has a lot of background, like it keeps me noise, so you gotta make sure it's muted. It's uh, it keeps the sun out of your fucking eyes, man. 
It does. But think of the fancy style that all the flat build caps have. When I'm work, out working in the yard, I'm wearing a hat like Scobo's got. And exactly. It's completely around my fucking head. So this but all the stylish guys on the stream are on this side. Look, even yourselves. Dude, if I wanted to attract fucking shit, I'd just take my shirt off. That's all I got to do. A little spark nip slip does it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a rough world. I'm the same way, man. I got a, I got a hat. I'm gonna do that. I'll throw my method sevens on. <laughs> Dude, I, this that's the one time I don't wear my method sevens is when I'm uh, mowing my lawn. <laughs> I got the cheapies out, you know, those, those plastic clear ones. Speaking of oh, methods, yeah, you don't want to fuck up the glasses. Let's see, uh, let's see what's the next stage of uh, cannabis growth that we would talk about? Uh, okay, show gummies and dicks gummies on the. Video here. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Had I had me mute. I'm trying to talk. She's trying to talk. You can talk. Uh, yeah, they're just the square ones, though. Boring. Not the dicks. Boring. They still taste delicious. Tara dropped them off for me today, though. Super sweet of her. Thank you, Tara. Stacked. I was trying to get us back on the topic and uh, talk about lighting again. Uh, so we're past the uh, veg stage, would you guys say? We get through that. Covered that you want more of a bluer spectrum. And uh, that's about the main difference between that and the flower lights that you would look for. Yeah, mine are 4K. If you're using like the quantum board style, I use 4K for veg. Four or five, 5,500. That's super blue at that point, isn't it? Mm -hmm. With all the different lights, you can get a lot of different spectrum. You can even get the adjustable spectrum. The bluer the light, the squatter the plants are going to be, from what, I've heard, from what I've seen. Yeah. They generally grow more healthy looking. I think so, too. Even when I had those blurples, they liked that spectrum, the the blue, because mine had like a switch where you could turn on like just a bluer spectrum and then had a bloom spectrum, which was more, which was the red spectrum. And they, man, I kept them around the perimeter of my room for a while and they loved it. They, I don't know, the ones underneath them always did well. Sorry, I was trying to chat. Yeah, I've always only flowered in good old-fashioned red spectrum with the uh, high HPS. And then uh, I, I run a couple metal halide bulbs in my room now, so I have a little bit of a mixed spectrum, which is kind of cool. I got a picture on my Instagram about uh, how the mixed spectrum comes through the crack in the door. If I open the door anymore, it turns white, you know, the white light. <clears throat> if I crack the door, I get two beams of light, a red light and a blue light. It's really cool. You can see so what's been your experience in changing from like a, just a standard HPS red spectrum to the mixed spectrum? What have you uh, noticed in your plants? I'm seeing a lot more of a trichome density, more trichome density, a little more fragrance coming off of it. Red grows a lot of the same strains. So he yeah, would... I've been growing the same shit for years and years and years. The Let me see. I, I, did, I tried metal halide solely and I lost... 
density, okay, flower density, but it gained trichome density. So I went to went back to putting up my metal hat or my HPS. Mind you, this, these are double ended. I, I'm not changing ballast. I'm not changing um, hoods, connectors, anything. I'm just changing bulbs. <clears throat> thousand watt metal halide, thousand watt double ended metal halides uh, is what I'm using. So I run them down, you know, right now I'm vegging under them. I'm vegging under 1,000 watt double-ended metal highlight. I think they ran down, uh, what the fuck, they're like 60%, 70? You might not know. I might not have told you. Uh, 60%, I think. So like 600 watts. Uh, <clears throat> they've been in there for about a week and a half. I'm going to bump that up to 750 and then crank it 1,000 for a couple of days, and then they're going to flip. So they've been doing really good under those lights, just vegging. You know, um, I'd say from like uh, uh, going from like a one gallon to a three gallon, you know, that that size plant, you know, otherwise I veg under my LEDs or my T5s or like I was saying, the, the hybrid LED T5 thing. But um, <clears throat> those that mixed spectrum, I like it for whatever reason. I like that more. Honestly, man, I like it because I can transition really easy because I can veg under them for a couple of days and then I can just flip it. My, my lights are so high and my canopy is so full that I can't get in there to change bulbs or, you know, ballast or do any of that shit. Uh, mid cycle, I have to bring in an A-frame ladders or, uh, uh, you know, I need something else scaffolding or some shit like that. <clears throat> now just the tables are for, <laughs> yeah, no shit. Dude. Uh, yeah, man. So I, I just keep it the same. I can veg in there now. And I just, I like that mix spectrum. Unfortunately, those bulbs are super expensive. I don't like that. Uh, compared to what I already pay for a double ended, you know, it's, I can get a great deal on somewhere between 60 and 80 bucks. You know, it's not that bad anymore. They used to be a little over 100 bucks. But now, uh, how long is those, it lasting though? The, I, I get a good solid five. I try to get like no more than three to four, you know, runs, but I'll get like five runs out of them, out of them if I really, really push them. I'll, I'll notice the, I'll notice it on my, on my flower. You know, once, once I start to see my flowers start to like kind of thin out a little bit, it's time to change those bulbs. You know, I'm losing the density, losing a lot, a lot of weight. So change them out. That is a downside HPS, man. If change bulbs, not just cost on the electric bills, cost on bulbs, you know. Um, I wonder, have you ever measured the intensity? Like, even with just, can you use a different meter with the HPS lights? Like, a cheaper, no, I, I, I don't have a par meter, so I've never ran one underneath those. I'd be curious to know what your loss is over over time. Yeah, I'm curious to. I'm, I'm curious if it's if it's not so much par than it is spectrum change. I'm curious it's if both. The, both, maybe, both, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, I don't uh, know to what degree, it's, though. And it's better off to run cheap bulbs and replace them every single time and get a consistent yield than it is to buy really, really good fucking bulbs and then only change them like once a year. Yeah. And metal halides like are gram, you'll see it's better off just to track your yield and fuck whatever, all that other bullshit. Yes. Exactly. Right. Because you're going to think it's something else that's affecting it. I mean, I've, I've been guilty of that. It's like, what is going on here? And the last thing you, re, you know, you remember, it's like, oh, right. shit. Yeah. Those bulbs are 13 months old or something. It's like, <laughs> if you can do it, man, change your bulbs every two cycles. I think like, that's remember that, that you didn't change your bulbs still, and track you know. your yield. Yeah. You know, these are all advantages for LED as far as the drop off of LED lights over time. Kind of, yeah, because you're getting like 50,000 hours of operation, right? Yeah. And then you don't have to change them over and over and over. Yeah, you really so. don't. It's a high upfront cost. But I, I also run so many more, man, just because I, I don't want to run into that wasteful scenario of always 
burning out bulbs and stuff. I'll I'll take the loss on yield or whatever just to run the ball a little extra longer and push it just because I don't want to have to waste the ball. You know what I mean? It's yeah, the eco. Dude, yeah, like exactly. Shit, exactly. Bulbs. It feels right. like shit throwing away bulbs. Just yeah. hands down. Yeah, I hate throwing away bulbs. I used to write it on the box that I, you know, put the or took the bulb out of. And then I realized that, you know, once you get over a handful, maybe four lights or something, you start mixing those boxes up. So what I would recommend is either like next to the ballast or next to the hood, something like that. I actually used to take a piece of painter's tape, wrap it around the wire of the hood or something and, you know, kind of extend it out attached to itself and write the date that the I started using the bulb on because if you don't have it in somewhere that's going to stay there if you're like me you're going to lose that you know piece of paper or something that you wrote it on and you're going to forget so I mean even just hang a clipboard in your or your room or something like that tags that you have yeah. the little they're like cardboard tags have a date on them and shit like that you see them in factories just throw that around the cord you're right mm-hmm I love just writing on shit with Sharpies, too, because you have ISO, and you can wipe Sharpie off with ISO off anything. So you can write right on your hood or your ballast or whatever. If you I, I actually, the, the those metal halides I got were used metal halides. My buddy had been running them for, like, one, like, like a test run or something. <clears throat> and uh, and I got them off of him, like, secondhand, and they had actually had the dates. They had, a, like, on the ball. It was actually, like, you know, the flat part of the double-ended? They're kind of like where you like, you know, the little thumb push parts, you know, you can kind of like seat up in there. They had like the, all their information kind of written out on that part. <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure it's still on there. Maybe I a little bit of bake right on there and then write it in like that. Yeah, I feel like it would bake off eventually and you just wouldn't be able to read it. If I'm pretty sure that F's up those lights for sure. Yeah, but they, I, uh, I left it on there. So we'll see. See what ends up happening. I really don't want to replace those things anytime soon, man. Those things are so fucking expensive, but I'm gonna to have to. They gotta at scale those bulbs. It's like, now. It makes sense to replace the bulbs at scale <clears throat> because it's like something like what was it a ten percent loss of output after a run? So if you figure what's ten percent of your yield, well, that would be for us. It's average forty to fifty pounds out of a room. So that's four or five pounds difference what is that worth to us compared to what are the lights worth to us every time a whole new run of lights man exactly <laughs> you know what i'm saying are you guys replacing exactly. every run you guys are replacing yours every run well we're slowly upgrading leds but the hps get replaced what are you doing with those bulbs after that one run they get thrown in the garbage holler at your boy okay seriously i mean if you're only pushing them for 60 days i'll take them off you i'll run that second run out of them shit seriously i'll i'll toss you I'll see what the boss does. I don't know if I can guarantee anything. Yeah, I hear. MRA is weird about waste and stuff like that. But but they also don't like giving away things for free. So a dollar a light. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll toss a little bit of of cash. (laughs) No, he wouldn't charge anything for that. (laughs) No, no, MRA doesn't like it is what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see free shit. (laughs) Free what? Somebody's getting over. They do the penny reminder that they make less money. You'd be saving us money from throwing the garbage away and having it. Having to recycle it, honestly. Yeah, maybe you should charge them a recycling fee. Huh? <laughs> That's <laughs> That's a Just like there we go. Now we're talking That's it. That's funny. Reggie's stuff. gonna drive around the state in like a Fred uh, Sanford truck, just picking up bulbs from other places, right? <laughs> hey, man. So, so I gotta uh, put this I, on I, a quick. I, I can wash with some alcohol. I've uh, I've I've talked about um, you know, issues with uh, the the shelf life of products in the past and you know i just opened these and this is not a knock on chilled medicated at all 
but I just opened these and ate one, and then I looked at the expiration date, and the expiration date was six weeks ago. This, this came from a dispensary today. Today. Yeah. Really? Yes. In there with THC? I might call somebody on that one. Oh, I'm going to go back in there and have a little discussion with these folk tomorrow. I mean, they were very, very helpful and great and generous and everything, but like this should not still be on the shelf. Was they on the discount shelves? Is Chill still med only? I haven't seen him in the adult. Um, I'm not sure, but I was shopping at the med counter. So med counter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've only seen him in in med licensed. Uh, yeah, I was just trying to support him, man. But like, that's that's really disappointing that uh, you know. And I don't put that on the manufacturer. I think I put that on the dispo at that point that they still got that. Yeah. I'd put that on the dispo as well. We run yeah. report one hundred percent on the dispo once a week yeah. to see what's gonna expire in yeah. two months. That's yeah. Yeah, it's that's a food product. You have to fucking pay attention to this shit, just like every other that's business that deals with food. Drop. Yep. And and that's that's and something that expired six awesome. weeks ago. That means it was back. made over a year ago. Sorry, sequence. Yeah, would you say uh, sequence? Making some dumb joke. I would say I'll just eat the rest of them and then take the package back and say, "Hey, I need hey man, hey man, hey man, you sold me some bunk <laughs> Supposed to be, I swear. Yeah, yeah I ate them all, and then thing. I looked at the, and then I looked at the. Uh, Expiration date. Uh, well, the other cool thing is, I picked up one of these. So I want to hear what everyone's favorite uh, smoking devices are. Oh, because, I want to uh, see that. I finally got into a. Fuck. Uh, yeah. This, well, this is the Indiglo, is what it's called. The Opal is the white one. Bougie. And I, That's <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah, it's all app enabled, but the app doesn't really work all that well. So there's that. Uh, but yeah, I it looks mean, like a mermaid. It, it feels like a mermaid. So what's around the neck on that? Uh, that's just like the mouthpiece, so you don't like have to like do this okay. thing, you know? And you can right. just kind of like chill and look at that's your friends while you smoke. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, uh, I also don't. Like, <laughs> I also don't. I'm not a huge fan of this carb <laughs> cap. Um, it's not really like a, a rounded, like directional one. It's just one that kind of caps on there. It's so because the other one falls off and breaks all the time. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's at a funny angle. We have them on display and they fall. They just, <laughs> they just break on the countertop. No, we, we actually haven't broke one yet. They're, it's actually uh, re- really ooh. strong glass, but they fall and they fell. Huh? They've, they've slipped. Yeah, down they went a few times. Yeah, so I actually looked that up regarding the the painted glass. This is painted glass. It's not colored, like, you know, blown glass or whatever. And um, they have some, like, ISO ratings and stuff on their website. So, yeah, to each their own. I guess do your own research. But they have the the info on their website. You can change those out and get whatever you want and, like, make it your own. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can get custom. Puff, go ahead to compete. Go ahead. How much does having a puff code change the dab experience? Ooh, good question. How is it, it worth it? It increases the convenience by tenfold. It doesn't necessarily increase the experience because that is very dependent on the piece of art you're holding in your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of convenience, this thing fits in a cup holder. <laughs> it's <laughs> battery operated and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most importantly. <laughs> Have you ever dabbed out of the competition, like the best competition device, the uh, the Evo, the Boost Evo, or what is the one you have, Spark? I'm curious. Dr. Different. Dabber? That one and that one. It's the Boost Evo, Dr. Dabber. Yeah. Dr. Dabber. Sounds Dr. like we need to get together and I'll try it out on some yeah. uh, I haven't some tried the, of our favorites. the Spartan one yet. I really enjoy the uh, the Puff the Puffco Peak. 
dabs. They're very. I I have a question about them though. As someone who doesn't own either piece, I, I like is how hard is it to clean them? This like, is easy as fuck to clean, except for I fucking chazzed up the fucking atomizer day mean. one. Day yeah. one. So the original Puffco was a pain in the ass. I literally, like, once a week had to take a heat gun to the glass to get out the, the reclaim. I was, you know, taking ISO and cleaning the crap out of it. Um, it, it leaks a lot, like, into it. From what I understand with this one, uh, it's a lot cleaner. And my buddy showed me, like, six, 700 dabs through his, pulled out the atomizer, and it was it looked like it was pretty, like, pretty darn new still. So we'll see. This is, like, dab four or something. Just breaking her in, Kevin. I know that there's a major difference in the battery life between the two. I think that the Puffco's got a lot less dabs per charge. Can you rip it while it's charging? That's a good question. I was going to ask the same thing. So I, I haven't tried that yet on this one, but on the, the first one, I would, if it ran out on me, like the battery died on me, I would plug it in for about two minutes and then just click it while it was charging and it would start up. So I would assume it's a similar thing. Yep, same thing. This one, just plug it. In. I could plug it at any time. I could. I've left it plugged in for fucking ever for a long time. It just worked and just used it like a desktop forever. And the then thing, I go somewhere oh and plug it. That reminds me of people that used to leave the fucking email on twenty four hours a day. Oh, I wouldn't do that, <laughs> dude. dude yeah. Come on, I have the machine turned off. It's just plugged in. It's different. I've turned off for years. Never turned off. Always ready. <laughs> just black as fuck. <laughs> It's just naturally Salt cleaning it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I will say, though, the, the, again, I can't really speak to this one too much because this is, like like I said, dab number four. But the other one, I found out you could actually throw it, on, and you're not supposed to, but I would put it on, like, my battery pack for my phone and charge it that way, like, on the go. <laughs> Hell and yeah, that man. would work, too. So that was, I mean, dude, it's, it's all about convenience. That's all it is. So when right. you go camping, you got What's it, What's more important, the phone or the Puffco? Get you a little solar one thing. You know those little solar yeah, things you can, can get. Stay. Get that and then recharge that little battery pack, and you can do both. That's honestly, what I dislike about the Puffco is you can't operate the fucking thing without your phone. Get the fuck out of here with that. That's Ooh. not true. I, I it's not even connected to my phone right now, and I just took a dab out of it. No, I mean you can't change the temps and stuff. You got to use the app to do all the fucking anything on it, dude. They they had that, that one. They had that, that one. Packs. one for it. That like Pax Fuck pen Pax. or whatever uh, it is, dude. And I was like, what is everybody had this thing? It was hooked up to their phone. I'm like, what the fuck? They can change the heat and shit. I'm like, this shit's gone like way yeah. computer ro robotic. And I'm I I'm, I'm gonna smoke a joint over here, guys. <laughs> a guy Just in the store today is like joint. <laughs> He was like, I'm an electrician. I don't I don't need that shit making my weed work. Like <laughs> I like the temp. I used to love walking down like the old Home Depot aisle and looking at all the tubes and random pieces of pipe fittings and shit and trying to think about all the types of bongs I can make. Bongs and hookahs and water pipes. <laughs> all the lead-based fucking <laughs> I'm gonna use this PVC glue for this shit. <laughs> this was definitely pre or this was definitely prohibition days. Man, I did that exact same thing, Rad, with a buddy of mine who was an engineer at MSU. We were oh, man, you guys together. probably Dude, you we guys make like a two-story bong? We No, but we made a big water bong out of those office water jugs, you know, that you turn upside the oh, car. Bong. Yeah, so we made a big water bong with that. And then oh, yeah. And like three tubes coming out of it, and I painted it, and then he did the epoxy and all that shit. And Fun. It was cool. We called it WB because we were in, you know, 
genius and couldn't think of anything other than water bong. It's also the name of the channel and shit at the time. It was clever. I, had a double, I, I made my first, Michigan I made a double decker one time. I had a, I bought like two little vase, plastic vase. One was, one was like a little short stubby one. The other one was like a little tall one. Right. And I like mounted them together, you know, and I put a hole in the bottom of them. And I, I had to use plastic. I tried drilling into the glass at one time and I shattered the glass. I was like, well, that's not gonna work. So I decided to make one out of plastic stuck like a deep, uh, decommissioned flashlight down in the hole, you know, filled the hole with like, you know, a little bit of like tin foil at the time was the thing. You know, I actually I think I stuck a screen in there because it was like a metal flashlight. So I stuck a screen down. I'm sure it was a nickel flashlight, something that should not be smoking out of. And then uh, uh, I had some tubes that went down. I was, I was at the ripe old age of I'm not going to tell you, but I was able to like put the, the, the tubes not in the water on the bottom one and then go into the water on the top one. And I had a double decker bubbler. Uh, it was my first bong at uh yeah, it was really cool. I carried a fucker around in a backpack. I thought you uh, accidentally said the age again. No, no, no. What was what was the name Show of it? And I wanna fears. I wanna kinda rapid fire around to everybody because I just double double decker bubbler. Yeah, what do you want to know? Yeah, it had no name. I, I just want to know everyone's first name of their first or whatever you know the first piece you named oh yeah and then i tied like twine around the top and like it had like this yeah (laughs) like three different colors of like uh i did like a macrame fucking uh twine i'm like knotting the whole thing up and it had like a whole bunch of the tube part was really cool like the tubes were all spiraled around it and shit it it was just named the the fucking double decker bubbler man it should have been named like the double decker bus or some shit like that all right so we got wb ddb mine was miss fragile what was your guys? Uh, I, I had a what I did is I had a screen that I took from the kitchen sink, and I had an old skateboard bearing and a nickel, and I had a skateboard wheel. So I drilled a hole through the side of the skateboard wheel so it came in. There was a hole that came in between the two bearings. The best so then I had like heard. the nickel was super glued in, and then it had like the bearing underneath so you could keep it like hidden and shit. Then it had the screen pushed in. Straw came through. The straw was from like a pen. Okay, so it was bougie. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But, um, so this is amazing. Then, yeah. And then, then the you just hooked one. it up. Yeah, for sure. And then what I did is I used to carry that with me all the time because I was a skateboarder. So I used to use that as my gear shifter as well. You just flipped it over the other way and you were straight. We switched over to an episode of MacGyver. <laughs> MacGyver. <laughs> MacGyver. <laughs> I, I, I like this. Uh, so I, I went I like on the skateboard one time and I bought a pipe and I smoked out of that. I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing, man. I wasn't old enough to buy pipes, man. I couldn't find anybody to go buy one for me, so I, had to I make made a pipe out of a pumpkin. <laughs> Sacred Garden, I hope you never named any pipe. I, I named them always. This is Pearl for obvious reasons and all her <laughs> feather detail and stuff. So this is Pearl. Mini Pearl. Yeah, man. Pearl I named Pearl. all of them. I don't have any of the others around, or I would tell you the names of those too. Yeah, I mean, we already named this one Push. Yeah, yeah. We got a pre hash time grow question here. <laughs> this gets gravy ass. Hey, MBGS, love you guys. Quick question Will too much worm castings cause nitrogen toxicity in my seedlings? Or maybe too I much. I don't milk. know if it's too much worm castings. It may be the soil's too hot itself. Yeah, it can. Yeah. What do you think, Spartan? I don't think it's 
I don't think it's either one of those. It could be poorly timed worm castings, and maybe yeah, it's, it's a yeah. If it's a bad yeah. quality worm casting, that can be the case. Yes, but if it's a good quality worm casting, I've I've heard claims of people growing plants seed starting in straight yeah, worm castings. I worm castings and making mycos in it and rock and roll with it, you know. Yeah, so I people that swore my cloning and worm castings and all that. Yeah. Unless they're in like an ocean forest and adding worm castings already or something. Ocean yeah. forest is pretty hot. Yeah, if there's, yeah, whatever the worm yeah, if there's the, I would I would eliminate the worm castings probably. Unless they're terrible worm castings, I, I don't know. And then um, mycos would be a stretch too. I would think what what else is in there? You know, <laughs> like you said, the, what was the media? Well, what else is in there that's breaking down? You know what I mean? You may have added some other. Might have been, maybe if it's a home blend and it wasn't blended real well and it was just a pocket of something. Yeah, I never really liked starting my seedlings off in my soil that I had in my beds. That's where I would just buy some um, like light warrior or something like that. And then once I had them established into a cup, then I would transplant them the first time into you know my soil that I was reusing. They replied that it's a happy frog. Happy frog too. Happy frog is usually not with its super. sticks and branches and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've never honestly used Happy Frog, but I know a lot of people have. And uh, I don't know. How, has anybody used it? How? Yeah, I killed I killed seedlings in Happy Frog. Okay. There yep. you go. That was a too hot for you. It's easy for soil to be a little too hot Yeah, uh, for seedlings. Yeah. So we're actually just starting in like straight so peat and like a small cup. So it's a real small thing, just but just compete with a little bit of worm castings in it that's it and then let it go that's all you need until, until it's just you know maybe four or five little leaf sets and then transplant it it's going to need some food i always like that light warrior so I with that yeah though. light warrior there's a lot of different ones that's you can do it real, you can do it real cheap with just some peat and some worm castings i mean that's abolished isn't here to say coco loco but we could say that too Coco Loco is another good one. You get that for 10 bucks a bag. Well, it was. It might be different now. Dude, really fast. I Just to touch on that last subject real quick, just because I read one from Family Farms and I like it because he's also a, a certified Groski in there. I made pipes out of Nintendo controllers and pipe pieces from a head shop. Traded one for my first fish show in 95. Cheers to that. Hell yeah, throw some smoke, smoke clouds up for that. Fun one. fact also, that wheel that I was talking about that I was using was a fucking slime ball. So, there you go. Old I've school never been to know what a slime ball was. That sounds like fun. That's a so good I like this question, so I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask this one. LG asked, if you could keep only one of your cuts, which one would it be? So maybe everyone on the panel, what cut would you keep? Now, that's not saying you have to monocrop it. It's just saying that that's the only thing that you get to keep out of your garden. Don't start putting all sorts of weird parameters on it already. Just answer the question. I was question. clarifying there were Smoking no parameters. Right now. Clarifications. Smoking right now. That's GDP. GDP? Mm -hmm. Mind your citrine. Uh, <laughs> Great segue. I guess I guess you, you'll take it when I, if if this is the only one that I'm that I have, then the rest of them had to have gone, right? Yeah, they know where go. But I really like that too. Well, you get a different one out of the garden, Okay, cool. There we go. Ah, <laughs> oh, some bullshit. Ah, school. What would you pick, Taco? Rainbow. 
probably um, that's a hard one, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's um, a hard one for everyone. That's why I'm asking you. What's in between? Yeah. What's it between? Um, Satrik and Rainbow Driver. Oh, okay. Interesting. They're similar to like, effect wise. I like. I think Rainbow Driver. I'd probably throw Ram Rainbow up there as well if I had to pick between the two. But I only get one, and that's Granddaddy for a handful of reasons. But a lot of you probably know those. It's great, great effects, man. I've had high anxiety lately. Just a lot, just life. You know what I mean? A lot of uh, uh, stuff to do. And uh, I've also been taking some tea breaks, you know. Um, caffeine, dude, it was just kicking my ass. So I decided to take a little tea break from that, man, do a little caffeine detox. And uh, I've been smoking this GDP. It's been chilling me out, feeling really good. It's Extra GDP high, appreciation. High myrcene. Remember that freak out I had on myrcene a couple weeks ago? Nah, smoking it now because, you know, every now and then it's, it, is, it, it is a helpful – Oh, medicine, man. Chilling you out. Yeah. I, I thought maybe it was just because you're swinging too many Frigoli sativas lately. They're like, all gone. We're like, all gone. Nice no, a, lot of, a lot of coffee, issue. dude. I was uh, just because I've been working long, longer, a little bit longer shifts. I've been drinking coffee well into like the late afternoon and stuff like that. And it's not, I, I, it's not that it like keeps me wired or anything, but it's just like definitely been keeping me wired, you know, and not, it won't keep me up or awake, but it just keeps me like kind of, edgy you know which i don't really like um later on in the evening or even uh it had me feeling a little edgy when i was microdosing, you know and that's what i don't like you know because i use microdosing kind of in tandem cannabis and with a lot for a lot of different reasons as well and i was noticing that the caffeine reaction with that was just making that a real challenging experience and i don't like challenging experiences i like to be very comfortable um and so I, yeah, I'm trying to kick out the caffeine for a little while and, and also just kind of reduce the sativa intake as well, because I think that that was playing a role into it also. Uh, I'm uh, actually, I just smoked a rainbow driver. Feel fine. There's no reason that I'm smoking granddaddy. It's just in front of me and I just want to smoke some, but well, hold on, right? I don't want to deviate too far. We got other people got to answer this question yet. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm shutting up. I'm shutting up before we get there. Uh, for girly, what would your, your strain be? I know that this is a question you wanted us to answer. I mean, there's really the three key like staples to my garden right now, and that's Clementine, Lime Skunk, and Durban Poison. And, you know, as much as myself included, uh, you know, Skillbo and some others love Lime Skunk. It's going to be that Clementine, would, you're keeping That would probably it. be the first one I'd have to cut out from the, the three. And um, honestly, if I had to cut one more from that, what's that? I said, ooh, he's ranking them. I can't see you <laughs> saying that you'd get rid of Durban, but I can't see you <laughs> saying that you'd get rid of Clementine either. So if I if I had to cut a second one from those last two, um, I mean, these things are pretty cool and all, but a Landry Sativa that basically breaks records and terpenes is the winner for me. So I would keep Durban Poison. There's, there's no way I could okay. let that go. I'd keep Durban Poison with you. Fair enough, fair enough. Agreed. I agree. I'd probably keep this Orange Dream Haze because I think everything else I've got backed up in seed form or other people have it. So I would just keep this one. I don't think anybody's got this yet. 
But if you guys want to cut, if you guys want to cut, I'll get it to you. I would, I would keep playing Lemon just... Jeffrey and probably. Um... No, you only get one. No, just one. Oh, I only get one. Then maybe Ms. Pickle. Pickle's Ooh, without cool. even smoking it yet. We haven't had the flower. Yet. She got harvested today, and that pickle is solid. I want really? those terps in my mouth and my nose. Lady <laughs> likes her pickles. So she's in reveg. I put her back in reveg. Because I'm going to, yeah, take some more cuts off of that. I'm very intrigued about these pickle terps. Yeah, I, I, I mean, took a little nug off Curious. that long ago. And is it, is it more of a vinegar or a dill? Or she a, said sweet, a, right? That, 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 uh, that's the turp like I get. Bread and butter? Yeah. He, sequence thinks it's more bread and butter pickles, like sweet pickles. So maybe. I wonder if it's a mustard. I think it's a mustard. Mm. I, think, I think there's more mustard this seed. Pickles. This it's pickles. It's pickles. also cider vinegar, too. It's all pickles. but like, but, but I don't know what makes it. But this is cannabis, red. That's sweet. a specific Bing. pickle. He's trying to figure that's out that. what it is that makes it that. Though. Yeah, why the pickle, though? Wait, why the sweet? Apparently, why the, the, well, this is lilac diesel. Why and bread and butter apparently, pickles? pickle terps are supposed to. Yes, pickle uh, terps. Like, pickle. I'd be thinking, like, if you're saying dill pickle terps, I'd be like, oh, it's probably like a dill or like a, maybe it's a vinegar or something. But if you're saying, like, a white vinegar, but if you're saying bread and butter, then maybe it could be a, a mustard or maybe it could be a, a cider so vinegar. I'm trying to figure this out. Sequence, what would you well, I didn't answer your question if you shut up for two seconds. <laughs> But it's hash time. <laughs> it is hash time. We missed it. Hash time. I said it. Anyway. And I said a no. little ding. Yeah. It is a, ding. It's a sweet pickle <laughs> turp. And I that's the one I would choose. It's lilac diesel for mythos. And it's, it's yeah. Sweet pickles. And I am, I, I took one little nug and I let it dry. And the pickle turps came through, in my opinion. So nice. you smoked it too? Yeah. Nice. Nice. I'll, any, any I don't know. Maybe it's up here. It might be, but I don't know. The pickles in your head. Hopefully it doesn't change much in the cure too. So hopefully it holds. Was it a nice high? Yeah. I mean, I, I can, it's hard for me to judge the high because, you know, it was early that I took, you know, the little nug fell off and it didn't really cure for more than like a day. I couldn't stand it. I wanted to smoke it so bad and find out. <laughs> Dude, I'm kind of offended she smoked some of this plant. I didn't get to try it. You know what? It's unbelievable. You know what? You know Just tell what? All you gotta do is grow it if you want to smoke it. How about that? You might have a Mrs. I'm Mrs. sure you can get a cut from her. Because you have a pile of diesel now, don't you? I think so, yeah. Yeah, you might have a Miss Pickle. That might that might be the pheno. We can only hope. I'll have to go rubber down on it later. Make sure that you get a cut of it too. That's how I discovered it. I just walked over to that rub, and I'm just like, "Holy shit! This is sweet pickles." Your yeah. very own dill pickle. So that would be my cut that I choose. You got to come up with a funny ass name for that uh, that that clone. Maybe. Something playing off of pickle Rick, maybe. Last I like pickle Rick. Pickle Rick's a fighter. Hey, pick James, bitch. Pick James. For me, probably keep by. Uh, That's got my vote. That's uh, fucking amazing. I like how both of them grow a lot. A lot, a lot. 
What did the five fingers say to the face? Those kind of terms. Ooh. Oh, well, that's kind of weird, but I like it. I like that. Pick up lady fino. I like it. I like that. How about like painted pickle? Painted pickles? Pickled pickle paint? Good name that. Bingle, bingle OG47. Let's give all credit due. Good job on that. I read. I just don't think the pickled lady sounds flavorful. <laughs> oh, it sounds flavorful, right? I think Five years amazing. ago, I was the pickled lady in a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> to get not touch. Go ahead and turn the camera off. <laughs> <laughs> I like pickled lady. I think it's great. I do too. I think it, I think it does sound good. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, yeah. That's a I'm good one. I'm only joking. I'm only making jokes. I, you know what? Whatever. Some let some no pickle, no pickle for you. Monday nights yeah. at 11 p.m. You should stand time. Now you know what to bathe in, Becca. If you're not feeling fussy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Who's got some? Dude, there's a pickle factory around. You can get a job. Like pickles. <laughs> well, just douse like yourself in vinegar. There you go. Like, I think we know what they're going to be growing in their garden next year. <laughs> I wouldn't have been mad about that, really. I like pickles and pickle juice. I have a friend that used to drink glasses of pickle juice. Yeah. My mom would it's good do for that. you. Really? Your That's mom good for you. It it's salt, yeah, and vinegar. Is that what it is? Salt, vinegar, yeah, minerals, yeah. and vinegar, man. There's sugar in you. there. Sugar. Hell yeah, yeah. All that, all that stuff that's in all that stuff that you put in that pickle jar goes right. So up yeah, it's cucumber tea, man. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a giant tincture. It's a giant. Basically, the only thing I can make. Dill and garlic tincture, you know. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, it's yeah, really it's not bad. That's not bad. I love pickle juice, man. If it wasn't so salty, you know, I'd say it's probably the only downside to it. But I mean, even still, it's there's some sugar in it, right? There's salt and there's sugar. In it, Is there a solvent in there that would uh, strip? I say the vinegar. Yeah, plant. I think the vinegar is. So could you make, you know, if you make pickles in a giant vat? Yeah, of... I've had those at Clio last year. I had some oh, okay, old timing medicated God, pickles. Never the first thing, guys. Oh yeah, I don't know about. I don't know if it would hold that. I don't know how well it would hold that. Yeah, how does vinegar hold cannabinoids? That's interesting. Does vinegar hold cannabinoids? Like that's what I'm saying. Because you know, I've made beer, like cannabis beer, that works the same. I mean, that's that's the sugar. So you just uh, medicate the sugar and then add that to. I can see that. Uh, That I can see. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's how everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we're headed. Cook cook down some RSO and and sugar water. Boom. All of my Googling of THC and vinegar leads to results of can apple cider vinegar work as a detox? Over and over and over. Pages and pages. 90s question. Yeah, I've definitely done cider vinegar. Actually, my my, uh, uh, close friend of the family, I'm going to go there. Close friend of the family. Ask about detox. Anybody have any uh, uh, good recipes and or just simple over-the-counter detox? Let's say uh, said monkey whiz, uh, fake fake pee, anything like that. I was suggesting specifically to the friend of the family, no fake pee. So uh, and also friend of the family is a little weary about uh, any, you know, maybe somebody might be watching them or something like that. So anyways, 
Um, does anybody have recommendations? Have you heard of the Wizenator? Just prosthetics, bro. And there's touch sensitive. Touch uh, sensitive. This person touch it may or may not have uh, apparatus like a male genitalia. Uh, I can't pee if he's the judge. Who's the judge, man? They just got to play that part for the rest of their time, is all. When those come in sizes, do they come in sizes for waste or more? <laughs> you can't just have it falling off. Are they anatomically? Is it an anatomically three colors? Believable, at least. What's the third color? I don't remember the third colors. That's an interesting question. <laughs> you just got shades of brown. Yeah, right? just different shades. Different shades of, of gray. Like, I think it's just what. Light, medium, dark, I think is all it is. I think something like that. I mean, the size is important, though. That's really what we're asking. Yeah, yeah. Are we, are we... Of course, it's huge. <laughs> you got to be anatomically <laughs> correct or slightly smaller. Yeah. Is it easier yeah, to handle no a big gun or a little gun? One. <laughs> it's got a handle on it. No one's buying the little one. <laughs> Depends on how much money you're spending, man. I mean, it's more <laughs> discreet, right? Touch your glasses. <laughs> do, 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 do. Touch my camera through the fence. No, no <laughs> I'm not products. gonna finish that, but nope. yeah, why am nope. all day? Uh, <laughs> besides the Wizenator guys, is there a uh, yeah, man? Uh, um, ready clean in the past, I've heard of ready clean. I've only had to do this like one time in my life where I had to like actually try mm-hmm. to clean out. I so if you're trying information, to I, I do know go, go ahead. I want to hear products first. If you're drinking those that the shit or whatever it is. Make sure whatever it is you're drinking, and if it doesn't, to find a supplement called creatine. It's common for bodybuilding because that's one thing that they test for for people flushing. So if you just sit there and drink gallons and gallons of water, this protein uh, disappears out of your piss, and then when they look for it, it's not there. So make sure you're taking this. It's not a protein, but it's kind of a precursor thing. Anyways, make sure you take creatine. Yeah, so like I guess the, like uh, a urine analysis, you can't necessarily get cannabinoids out of your system completely. Or I, I should say that they're not testing for zero cannabinoids. They're testing for a threshold level that's usually whatever parts per million in body weight, you know, diluted down. So like the idea is to get the amount of cannabinoids per, you know, body weight down. And so you dilute your urine with with water. Um, and, and, and from my understanding, all of these over-the-counter products tell you to, to drink X amount of, of a water, right? <clears throat> and then you drink this, this, this product. And my guess is that it has stuff like creatine and vitamins. <laughs> I know to, a dude that she's in fucking apple juice. You. He swears to me. He's just submitting apple juice. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. He goes, yes. Interesting. This is a guy on parole. <laughs> And he says that he gets by, and he's been doing it for fucking almost a year, submitting apple juice. And yes, what creatine and niacin are also tested as well. So what I've also heard is vitamin B12 will recolor you. Eating a red meat the night before and stuff like that. What I would do is drink a Red Bull and then dilute. Um, and so that would just, <laughs> just give me neon pee. You know what I mean? And so all of these are going to throw off your sample. You're either going to have to take another few days and test. Okay, so the Do idea a day, a is couple days to – time, <laughs> time is really the only thing that's going to Can you test right. your own urine somehow and get like a – I don't yeah. know how accurate – so many jokes. God, I just want to take them. I don't know how accurate the over-counter ones are, but I don't know. I just know. I just know that the idea is just get it diluted, and that's all those over-counter products are doing. They're diluting and recoloring or remineralizing, so that you don't. Can I play devil's advocate? Yeah, I'm I'm the shit out of your family member right now, <laughs> or family friends. I'm family sorry. friend. 
Um, I met about four years ago with a uh, company that is involved in narcotics testing via urinalysis and they're a lab in Southfield and they were part, they were, you know, a portion of the group behind the people that wrote the bills for the recreational cannabis laws on the lab testing side of things. So they were part of that kind of like, I don't know, committee or whatever. They were telling me at the time, this is four, maybe five years ago, that the equipment that they had in their lab behind the doors that we were sitting at could tell them, it, it, you know, you take a urinalysis of somebody and it could tell them at what point, how much, how long ago, and, and it, all that information in terms of um, like uh, what's the narcotics, whatever, I guess, whatever classification they have of drugs there. And they were basically pushing to be able to do that in the cannabis industry too. Now, I don't know if they can do that. I'm going to double devil's advocate you. There you go. Here's the problem is that would presume to know what the starting thing that was consumed was. Otherwise, all you can do is read what's there. So you don't know what the start point was to see what the degradation is. And you don't have it for any length of time to be able to see that degradation factor. I think they're able to tell that though. Hmm. I, that's that's the whole thing is they were that's able crazy. to so say, say I took, I don't know, what is it like? 800 milligram 400 milligram whatever it is of a, a you know of vicodin or something like a week ago they'd be able to tell me through your analysis that i took that much vicodin on that day and not only that day but a certain time frame in that day because they knew how long it takes to you know degrade or whatever show up a certain if it's molecular a level usage, of, yes yeah, but yeah. what if i've been a long time user for say three weeks I don't know. So I'm not. Really, you know what I'm saying? It's like, right, right. Yeah, I feel like that's that, that's what they stuff. they were selling me on. You know, and I'm not I'm not a uh, a scientist or have any background in that regard. So, <laughs> you know, they could have been full of shit for all I know. But they were confident that they were going to apply this to the cannabis industry. And I walked out of that meeting like uh, <laughs> I don't like where this is going I, at I all. That's wild. As far as like yeah. enforcement. Sorry. By so the way, all the information I have is like a decade old. In so, what way are they going to apply that science to our industry, like law enforcement or? Right. They wanted to be able to basically say, like, look, we already do this for parolees, you know, whatever. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know, you know, who they do that for, whoever's getting uh, urine tested, I guess. Um, and they wanted to basically have their foot in the door, you know, as someone that's writing these laws to say, hey, maybe, uh, you know, if you consume this much and you're nanomolecular levels of thc are over you know this percentage then you consume too much cannabis and that's where that like whole dui thing kicks in i think is where they're going with it or owi or however you want to classify it. Yeah, County was a part of that to, shit a couple years ago man where they already yeah. showed where it didn't where work what's gonna happen is it's naturally gonna fix itself i can remember working for i'll just say a big major bread company and I was a union steward for that company. So I was in on the contract negotiations and all that, talking with the higher-ups on a regular basis. And uh, one time the owner sat there and told me that he had a stack of resumes this high. Uh, let me see my hands. There you go. This high on his desk. And he said it was like easily 50. And three people passed the drug test. So it's going to get to a point where the drug test means nothing. So I'm just saying, keep on keeping on and let these fucking people, 
you know it's 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 coming down to lobbying and that's where i'm getting with this because they they were essentially a lobbying group they were the group trying to write the laws in the favor of their business model and they were trying to apply a different industry to the cannabis industry which is pretty much what we've done time and time again here's the other thing i also learned recently that certain uh multinational or whatever you want to call them international tobacco corporations that exist primarily in the united states are getting ready to push regulations that are of course in their favor and one of the things that will help them is limiting thc levels and so maybe we max out at 25 percent thc in our plants right like that's just you know throwing a number out there that could be something that gets lobbied at the federal level and so these tried to pass low or low well, like state level uh where you couldn't have a product above like say 10 percent thc it had to be diluted to that level and that's happened in a couple of states already whoa you mean yeah, retail so, not your own this yeah. is more of an awareness thing you but you protect, know protect homegrown and then they, they can do whatever the fuck they want to ruin the market and it doesn't matter just keep right. growing your own shit in michigan you don't even yeah. have to fucking jump through hoops you have the right as a 21 or or older to grow 12 plants so just do it start learning how to do it it's not you just do one you just because you have 12 doesn't mean you get to take that all on at once try one protect yourself from this stupid right. stuff the part that i struggle with as long as you're not on parole or something that says you can't grow plants like the state already proved that blood thc level doesn't impair your driving and all of this sorts of things so right if i smoke at home like tonight and then drive to work in the tomorrow morning them being able to see THC in my blood shouldn't matter at all. And they've already proven shouldn't, but, and we're talking the state level and that's great, but you right. know, there's a bigger battle to come. So I, I just, you know, want to, I want to make people prepared and aware because that's yeah, uh, it was called. I do not consent to a test. That's what that was. No, that's seriously what happens. Everybody in my whole County was just like, Nope, I'm not taking any kind of test. Nope. I'll pay the fine. Nope. I'm not taking it. I know what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I remember reading this story. It's been a while ago now, but the uh, the federal government, the was it the FBI, I believe it was the FBI. It could have been the CIA, <clears throat> but either way, they're trying to get people to uh, work for them as counter hackers. And um, I guess that community weed is like super prevalent. Go figure. And um, they couldn't get anybody who ever applied for it to pass the drug test so they officially dropped that as a requirement for that for that specific job fbi and nsa i believe it was yeah yeah because nsa specifically was just like hey like we're trying to hire all the nerds and all the nerds like to smoke so what are we we doing here like every time we ask them and this this happened to one of my friends and it wasn't even a drug test they just asked him have you ever smoked marijuana before in your life and he said yeah so they said all right you know, they kept question, 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 and then he finds out he's disqualified. Why? That question. There's no. It's stupid. Yeah, but, but that was also normalize it. And people keep saying that, and then then people can't hire people because right now, especially when people are having trouble getting people that they want, they're going to start excluding that somebody that sounds perfect in every other way, but they say they smoke weed. Fuck no, they need somebody. I'm curious if that question will remain even if it was legal, because I'm curious if that question exists as if it was well. Maybe that question would have to be rephrased, but like, I'm curious if they're curious if they're wondering your integrity and whether or not you'd break a law or something like that. You know, I like what Colorado did. Well, I would just I would love for them to say that to me because then I would say, well, if you're familiar with the Constitution, it also says as a citizen, it is my 
fucking duty to disobey unjust laws and that's definitely an unjust law to say a plant that's fucking healing is fucking in some right. way illegal Red. Right. Yeah, I did the... look up that civil disobedience, by the way, and it. I mean, you know, yeah, <laughs> good, yeah. good. I'm glad. I'm Sounds... glad. Sounds... someone did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. I. I will say that one of the questions they ask you also in that interview is, "Have you ever broken a law?" So it's not like you're going to get like around it by. Oh, like, okay. You know, All right. So there it is. Lying question right there is like, do you lie? If you say no, seven times a day. Like, yeah. Sorry. Unemployment is lower than ever, but that's that may be true. But that means there's less people to pull from. There's less less people to fill these open positions. Right. In Colorado, you can only have a pre-employment drug screen if you like operate heavy machinery, or you're a surgeon, or something where motor skills are relevant, or you know you can kill people that sort of thing. But like that's if you're fair. an artist or an office worker and all that sort of stuff. You can't have pre-employment drug screens in Colorado anymore. So that's, that's pretty fucking awesome. That's the kind of thing that I'd like to see everywhere. It's kind of realistic. <clears throat> New York's got some pretty progressive laws too. I love how they're treating it just like cannabis. There. I mean, <laughs> just like cigarettes there. It's like, if you can smoke a cigarette, you can smoke cannabis. I think that's fucking amazing. I like that. Yeah. Anywhere you can smoke a cigarette, you can smoke a joint in a public park and you know, whatever. Walking down the street. That's what I would like to too. And we have that sort of in like certain areas, but yeah. They definitely. don't have outside space to go to. They don't have backyards and stuff, so they kind of have to do that. Looking forward to those adult use establishments. I was going to say, do we have one of those yet? Yeah, there's, there's a few I think that there's I've one heard. in Kamazoo. Yep, Kamazoo. Nice. I've heard of one, and I'm interested to see. I think those are going to be popular, especially in the, in the southern half of the state. Because all the tourists, they don't have anywhere to go to, to smoke. So yeah. all the people coming across the border buying the weed in the dispensaries, they want to smoke it before they go across the border. They need some place to do that. Shout out to all my red state folks out there. I feel you when I'm in one of your red states and I'm lighting up with you, looking over my shoulder like it's right. Free, you know, even in a legal state, it might be nice to go and spark up a joint with some like like-minded folks and. Uh, hang out you know depending on what the establishments are like you know it's got just the right like you wouldn't smoke a cigarette around kids, you wouldn't smoke weed around kids either so that's kind of like people worrying about that it still holds true if you're going and yeah. showing some nice leather chairs and watching the game and smoking some joints and stuff that'd be pretty cool or listening to music we can have cigar lounges already right like what's yeah. what's the difference well, i haven't looked at the well, it's an actual license so there's a ton of regulation that goes with it i haven't looked to see exactly what it is but i'm sure it's a price point that is above my head right for sure for a consumption lounge yeah 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 they can't sell food yeah drinks. there's a lot of restrictions so fucking stupid tons of restrictions can't sell anything i wonder if it's a thing you can get around by like like how bars can't sell food but they can sell food trucks food yeah you know what I mean? Like you can't sell drinks, but you can sell Coke. The you know? MR, yeah. <laughs> the, the <MRA laughs> can I get Coke? Food <laughs> in our parking lot. I, I imagine. I imagine they'd let that kind of stuff fly. 
Yeah, maybe we should just start a uh, MBGS like water park, you know, that you could also smoke at. Yeah. <laughs> Although it's Michigan, it'll be open like five minutes out of the year. Private property outdoor, we could get away with it for you know the summer, maybe. I don't see why not. It's just charged by the I, car. I like where your head went, dude. That wasn't like a, a MBGS like pavilion. It wasn't like a studio. It was a water park, a fucking theme park. Let's do it. I'm out. I like yeah. water slides. Water slides. <laughs> I'm in. A, a lazy river. I'm chilling, dude. Let's do it. Yeah, lazy, oh, lazy guy with a broken ankle facing the other way and shit. That's now the first talking. thing we work on is lazy river. So they could always jump in the lazy river to yes. cool off. Yeah. And we're working on other shit. I really want to go to the water dude, park this next I'm, year. I'm great at digging. Barton Grown is hired as construction manager. Oh, I have a water park question. Since we're talking about water parks, you want to talk yeah. about the water park incident at um, at Riviera Maya, where we went down the water slide. Uh-oh. If you're going down the water slide and you're having a contest, so we were racing down the water slide. Yeah. Don't like, wear a bathing suit because it adds friction and drag. Who wins the the side like, by side? The end of it's the you go to the, all the way to the end of a race, right? So we slide down the water slide. This is I'm assuming happened. it's you, Painted Lady. Painted Lady stops sliding first. I slide way past her, whatever. So in my mind, I win. She jumps up and starts running at the end of the slide, like in like knee high water. She thinks she's going to bust her ass, but she didn't fall. It was ankle high, A. Demands that I get up and start running in the water. <laughs> dangerous as well. Like all the way to the end is what you're thinking? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. That's the point. Right. Oh, you win. Hey, don't the foot race. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a biathlon at this point. Once it turns into the foot race, he did the <laughs> Exactly. Are we sliding or running? But he didn't finish the race. That's the end. <laughs> you didn't have a bike after that or something? That, when did this thing end? Yeah, where's the rollerblades and the zip line? I'm glad that Red's with me on this one. Oh, dude, I'm. Is that I the hill just, you want to die on? I got a bum. You want to die on hill with Red? I got a bum back, bum neck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I start running. I start falling apart, dude. I start pulling all kinds of muscles, man. <laughs> dude, you're so soft. <laughs> so soft. <laughs> So yeah, I like your water water park suggestion for Groly because yeah, let's do this again. Well, then yeah. you could have a cannabis yeah. bar, like a dab bar along that lazy river. But no, but hold on, there, no, you, you know can't I mean? though, right? I, I mean, want a well, dab bar. To what, you, I guess river. if you can't sell things, but maybe you could have rigs set up and you just bring your own like concentrates. Yeah, I think BYOC. Yeah, we we have the dab rig, but they just have to bring their own fucking dab. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll have we'll have Painted Lady in charge of the two story bongs. All right. Or no, was that skill? Who was that? No, that was Painted Lady, right? Right out of two story. I did the uh, the uh, office yeah, job. Two story bubbler. We gotta have two story. Yeah. Bubble, so yeah, you know what? I'm gonna need to. I'm need to like extend it to six stories here though, because we're we're gonna do it okay. at the top. We're gonna do it at the top of the water slide. Yes, I like and this. And then you're gonna go down the water slide. slide. All right. Yeah. Okay. Slide the story around the bomb. It actually creates the vortex effect. <laughs> yeah, around the bomb. It. And you're you just hotboxing yourself. You get to watch. Way. You get to watch this massive. Guys, this is genius. 
different. You get to watch his massive smoke travel up the tube while you get to slide down the slide. So you shrunk in. in. into the bong. All right, we need funding oh, yeah. for this. Who's in? At the top yeah, of the bong, we put, at the top of the bong, we run a leaf blower to create the suction, and it just blows smoking right. All right, this is official. We're crowdsourcing. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, please follow. <laughs> like subscribe hit the bell. In like an eighth of mbgswaterpark.com uh, we a lot of patrons waterpark.com I believe in the philosophy if you build it they will come so uh, we want you to come that is our motto mbgs <laughs> wow. would be pretty dope though man. Y'all, y'all come just saying be pretty fun. all y'all everyone comes please come well, speaking of that, Luzerne is coming, folks. How is that? Speaking of that, what was going on in Luzerne? I must have missed <laughs> perfect segue. Yeah, it's a perfect segue about an MBGS fucking event, be able to hang out and shit. Like, dude, that's always a great time. Can it be a VR water park? Yeah. Yeah. The whole MBGS crew will just stand there with squirt guns and squirt you to pretend like you're at the water park. Right now, we got our spray bottles. That's it. This is the fogger. Yeah. 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 Walk up to a place. It's really a garage. Uh, Yeah. You sit there. Get up for the IPM spray. We're all standing around with uh, Super Soaker uh, 800s. Yep. That's the one. It's just red. With red. Clothes. <laughs> Welcome, guys. I, I, we could just do a car wash, I suppose. Take it to the car wash. Okay. I'd go. It's okay. Oh, see. Still go. On. I mean, I'd buy tickets as long as they were on sale. Yep. <clears throat> Discounted price, please. Yep. Charge extra. Oh, throw it on discount. Pen. Let's change the price. Charge extras or whatever discount. <laughs> Retail magic. <clears throat> I, I guess that would Obviously. be the ultimate. Uh, if if you can get a consumption license, why not? I mean, you got you got that kind of. What kind good. of license do you need for a water park? I don't know. The MRA is going to be pissed, no though. We're going to have to figure out some shit. License to chill. No water above I'll one inch. <laughs> drowning risk. <laughs> drowning risk. To be honest, if I won the lotto or something, just came into a lot of money, uh, That's that would be my dream license would just to be a consumption lounge. Yep. Like I get as much land, like a big, huge fucking piece of property, and then get a consumption lounge, start out small, and then just do everything. Everything I could get away with, man. Try everything. Go karts. So you need driving a, movies. You need a hill for sledding for in the winter. You need winter. Yeah, sledding. man. Tobogganing. That's, that's dangerous. They might, the insurance might fuck me in that. You're, you're a lottery winner, though. Like, I'm a lottery. <laughs> for a minute. Lottery, dude. Build a mountain. Nowadays, the lottery is like way up there. You got some for money. sure. Speaking of the I have a fucking driving. He's now Pine Knob again. Fucking just chill. He's now Pine Knob. They listen to the deadheads. They call it that's Pine Knob again. Did you see that? Wait, what did it use? I love that. that. I never stopped calling it Pine Knob yeah. anyway. It was Same. Pine Knob, formerly known as the DTE Music Theater. Now it's known as because it everybody known, still just known calls it Pine Knob. Yeah, because yeah, everyone calls it Pine Knob. Fuck. All right, might as well it's turn just confusing at this point. I was point. so weirded out when they changed oh. the name of that thing. Did, did they change it? Was, was it named something else between Pine Knob and DTE? Did it, did it go through like a two year of was a summer? Or was that something music else? theater or something? Uh, may, might have been. I don't oh, know. Like no. 
I'm curious. I, I feel like I remember it being something else when I was like, what? It's no longer Pine Knob? And then it became DT, but I could be totally wrong. I feel like I remember being surprised that they changed it to DTE. Yeah, I was too. You know? It's like, what? That's not I the like power company. That's super idea. weird. Consumption driving movie theater. That's pretty cool. But what? didn't they didn't they change or it wasn't like the sledding hill or the snow hill that was like snow behind hill. it? Wasn't that still that was still pine knob? Yeah, yeah, it was still called that's what confused me. No, that got changed to more too. Yeah, really? that was like pine knob until DETE took over, but I was confused oh, because yeah, the yeah. one was something else and that was still pine knob. Because yeah, I had gone skiing there. It's always knob. been pine knob to me. Super weird. It's, it's, it's all pine knob. Good to be back. Started in this one, didn't I? Fucking A. How many Thank times can we say pine now? We're late. <laughs> the fuck out of this one. That means that the smoke is working, my friends. Cheers, everybody. I'm glad you're still hanging out with us. Speaking of that, check out the late fish tomorrow for more of this chicanery and skullduggery. Uh, speaking of this, if you haven't given the show a thumbs up at that point, please do so now for us. We do appreciate it. They do have a saloon sponsored area, Mr. Manny D. I think they're taking over the. Uh, they call that Ivy Lounge or whatever. Where's that one at? Don't I'd suck it. Is that like the top, very top of the the hill? We didn't go to it when we were just there. What's that? The smoking spot. That smoking oh. spot that you can't really smoke it. Can you smoke there? No, that I don't. Ooh. I don't think was that the deck. Was that no, was the loom deck up on top of the hill? There's a deck on top of the hill. I don't think that's. Crunch, the, I think the loom deck VIP lounge. I think that's down on the back side of the hill, spacious. where the old uh, where the old drinking area was. There used to be a bar and stuff back in there. I, th- I think that's where the loom lounge. Loomy, loomy, loom, loom. Oh yeah, I believe it's pronounced lume. Lume, lume. <laughs> Like Red said, Lumi, Lumi, Lumi. Yeah, but it's it's kind of cool. I mean, they're we were at uh, uh, we were in Muskegon and we were at this place called uh, Rad Daddy's, which is a little bar in a just Rad Dad, Rad just Dad, Rad just Rad Dad. Okay, Rad Dad. Like, I'm so glad you're here to help clarify these. Ah, points. fucking hey, man. So like so that. so it's a bar, but it's it's in a it's in a uh, ice rink, right? It's in a like uh, uh maybe a. Maybe IHL, maybe Credit local level. Library. Uh, I, I library. I up, Red, there's no consumption or cannabis purchases there. They I were. didn't think so. We're at, at Loom. Yeah. Loom? No, I don't think that there is either. They're an MCMA company, anyway. I, I, I don't think that there's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No consumption. No, but because right about the top of the hill, you go to the top of the hill for all your smoking. You know, you go up there to find your smoke, and you just doobie circles everywhere man you go up there you go stand in a circle somewhere someone's gonna hand you a joint you know there's consumption everywhere at the top of the hill you go down to the other areas you're gonna get don't go to the top of the hill or anywhere in the hill dt is awesome pine knob's awesome fucking made it out for a second there and tried to come back in and lost that uh that gotcha man i don't know what the fuck i was talking about anyways fuck it I know everybody. I have a new topic. It's gone. Mm. New topic. Red day. Oh yeah, it was the red day. Yeah, no, no, no. It was the it was the the sorry. ice rink. It was the ice so rink sorry. in Muskegon. Ice rink in Muskegon. You know, <laughs> kids are at ice rink. Kids out there figure skating shit. There's a giant cannabis. You guys are gonna love this. There's a giant cannabis. The payoff. Uh, uh, what was it? Company. No, but it was a plant. It was a big bud. Oh, a big okay. fresh plant. 
I wasn't happy about what company it, it was representing, but it was a, still a big giant plant in the ice rink. It was fucking sweet. Baby, come back. It's all times. Oops. I'm just talking about the normalization. I figured that'd be a nice little thing to talk about. Advertising of cannabis in giant ice arenas. We're there. It's like right next to a it Bud Light. It was plastered everywhere. Yeah, it was right next to like a Bud Light thing. It's out there. Go ahead, Painted Lady. Okay, so I need help. What happened? We have to know before we can help. Oh. Uh, I forgot about this. So we need a, a help group for uh, growers' houseplants. Did it just break or is it growing sideways? No. Uh, it's like breaking in half. I don't know. What I think your cat. I think your cat hit it. Cut a small piece of straw. Maybe, but and then cut really, that straw in half. I don't like, know. Slide it, it, keeps, over time. it looks awfully healthy. I don't, yeah, I don't it does. It yeah, I don't, yeah, it looks healthy. I don't think it got. I mean, it's I all the leaves are standing up straight. But the soil is so dry. Like oh. this, the peat is so dry. It's like how often are you supposed to? Cool. Are you supposed to water it? Like once a week. Oops. I don't know. It looks like it's got a little bit of uh, dampness down there in the bottom. I bet it's, it's not deep. damp, but it's not like it looks darker than the top. Um, dry. Like, yeah, you could give it a little bit of water. Put a little bit of water down the bottom of that pot or whatever you want to do. You probably right, put a little so bit of water. Yeah, that's what I do. Okay. It, it just looks like that sucker got broken, though. I mean, it looks like it's standing up still. Everything looks, still looks happy. Is I'd, it in a window or something? You might want to just snip that off at this it's point. It's by a window, yeah, because here's a window right here. The top might end up falling off. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or. Yeah, everybody's throwing up cats in the chat. But, or maybe, happen. yeah, who knows? Uh, maybe You're Sequence right. hit it with his tail. Oh, you're trying to say that I broke it, and I'm, I'm listen. I'm, I didn't I'm, just, I'm trying to. I'm just trying to get the get the party started. That's all. <laughs> no, like all likeliness, it was probably the cat or whatever. You know, you know, whatever accidents happen, I knock shit over all the time. You know, just like a little bit of water once a week. Okay, I'm gonna pipe that out and just. I'm gonna try. Feed it like a cannabis plant and you'll kill it. Trust me, I've done it. <laughs> I'm not good with succulents. I'm terrible at them. I'm so bad, and I just, I, it's so silly that I can't keep a succulent. They, they grow in arid climates, so you know they're they're cool. Do you guys have problems with any other plants? Because I'll I'll confess, <laughs> I suck at like root <laughs> root bearing plants. If that makes sense, like carrots, potatoes, things like that. I, if I can't see it, <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> yeah, you don't know how to adjust it. I guess not, or I just you know I don't, I don't know. The only issues I've had were were because of the soil being like too compact or something to where like that's what I've heard. You know, that's been my big issues. But I've grown potatoes under leaf litter. I've done all kinds of shit with potatoes. They're pretty hardy. In my like, I've grown them like on top. I try to do like a no-till potato run. Did it maybe last year, or the year before, where I just put the potatoes on the soil and then I just covered up with straw and leaf litter and shit, and they started growing through. And I still just kept loading them on, and I had a ton of fucking potatoes grow out underneath there, and it was great. Um, they I think that's my problem is I'm burying them into soil that's just too dense. Like I, I know that about carrots, and I, I'm pretty sure that's my issue with carrots and maybe with potatoes too. I don't know. 
Now, are you are you direct seeding your carrots, or are you starting them? Um. So two years ago, I tried using one of those like strip like tape seed tape things. You know. Okay. Um. And I was pretty excited about that because I bought like lettuce and all this stuff. Not a single one of them worked. Um. Okay. So this Good past enough. year, I used just the packs of carrot seeds and dumped a, a, a way too many. You know what I mean? Um. But just filled up a couple rows. And I mean, we got some carrots out of it, but it was not impressive. In the Were they really back. close together? Did you thin them out? Yeah, I was gonna say I, I did thin them on the way, that? but you know, I, I think like I, you know, I'm not like covering the soil, so I know stuff was overgrowing it. There, you know, if you don't like allow those things. The other thing I learned is um, for onions, that's another one is putting like a a line up, just like a line of of uh, I don't twine anything, you know, for basically to support the the leaves that come up. Cause they, you know, they grow up really quick and they'll fall over and all this stuff. I don't know. I'm just, I'm learning a lot about all these root plants and uh, I've got a lot to learn still. Man, I'm the opposite. I just throw shit in there and see what happens. I don't fuck with it. So that's how I, I've got carrots out there. I got to get in the spring. So I get <laughs> Car- carrots make a great cover crop in my opinion, in a lot of ways, you know, they, they, they dig down and they'll, they'll they like, root up that soil, man. Yeah. Or you can leave like you know, take what you need and leave a few of them in there to decompose. Create a great, you know, a lunch for a whole bunch of bacteria, nice and deep. Stuff moving around. I like that stuff down there. I'll leave. I'll I'll, I'll plant more than what I need, and then, you know, whatever. A lot of times I won't harvest everything. And I'll leave it out there to, you know, for the. I've learned to cut back on the the squash and the zucchini. Oh my god, it grows so easy, and there's just so much of it. I couldn't even give it away fast enough this year. My daughter asked me today to grow her a watermelon this next year. It's fun. Seems like it's a pretty easy one to do. Dude, melon, squash, pumpkins, all that kind of stuff is, I'd say, fairly easy. Just be prepared for how long those vines get. How much cow do you put on a watermelon? How many bags? A whole bottle. <clears throat> Watermelon's a weird bags. one, man. I had my watermelon get crazy this year, but nothing got bigger than like a softball. It's super weird. I don't know if it's just not enough water. Um, I, I'm I'm still working on the soil out there. You know, I'm still. still I noticed the watermelons going. So. The fruit of the watermelons develop much later than everything else in my melon patch. So it's one of those things that you almost have to like put off to the side. I feel like, and I'm going to try that next year with them. Um, the pumpkins definitely overtook the my watermelon this year. Sequence, what'd you grow this year in your new soil? My outdoor stuff? Yeah. Uh, peppers, the Carolina Reapers and uh, Scorpion. No, just uh, Carolina Reapers and the ghost peppers and habaneros and some tomatoes. Me and Diamond love tomatoes. Diamond. But the kid wants a watermelon. I don't even eat the stuff. So I'll grow a watermelon. Well, I wonder if you can, you know, like along the garage or something, you have a different spot you can throw over there yeah. versus like your tomato area. Or if it even fucking matters. Yeah, it's fine. I had very good success rates with Baker Creek seeds for watermelon seeds. They did a good job. Yeah, the nicest looking packages, so I like getting their stuff. Um, <laughs> now, you guys got to keep Design. in mind when you order from Baker Creek that Baker not Creek. all their seeds are grown 
or distributed or come from the United States, even though it's a distribution center in the United States. I did my research. Now, one of the reasons I did want to get this, I kind of thought that it was all like locally grown, like local heirloom, like from farmers that may have been like within my region and kind of stuff. Like by region, I mean like Creek's you know, our country. Really neat stuff. Like well, it's not just like tomatoes. It's like yeah. Well, they're heirlooms from all over the world, yeah, and exactly. most of them are from distribution centers overseas. But here's they the thing: them? the good thing about Baker Creek is the way they test them. Is that what you're saying? The way they're testing? Yeah, I was saying they germ test them, and then they'll yeah. put on the package if they yeah. test low. And they'll give you extra seeds if they test low. Really nice. Oh hell yeah, man! I like that. Yeah, they do awesome with that. And I really like their seeds because of those reasons, and they're legit heirlooms too. Awesome heirlooms. Is there anybody else you'd recommend? Because I mean, obviously, we all see burpee in every store we go to or whatever. But there's yeah, a- I've, I've I switched to Baker Creek, man, and I I don't know. Like, I think Same, I have I a like catalog. Creek a lot. Good to know. They're yeah, at my local grocery store. Year. I like uh, your local grocery store has a lot of really good seeds. Sometimes oh, there's that Michigan. What is my gardener? My gardener. My gardener's got a nice little seed shop going. Been out. You gotta get them early though. Dude, he that. had this tomato. He had this tomato that he brought back from life. He rejuvenated. It's like over a hundred years old, hundred year old heirloom. He found these seeds that were eighty years oh, old. Life. And and he germinated nine. He said like three three out of three out of the nine survived, and one of them grew. And um and he ended up re- doing this a couple of years. He ended up keeping it around for a couple of years, and it's uh, this old heirloom that he had. And he posted this sucker online, dude. I jumped on it within like the first half hour or something. He made like X amount of packs available. They were already sold out. You know, I tried jumping on one of these packs. He was only selling for like five bucks. He was selling for like basically a dollar a seed. They were only like five or ten pack of seeds. They were really you got only got a few seeds. High germination rate, the whole nine, but you got very limited seeds. But out of this like old hundred year. Um, this old heirloom that's just not around anymore. You know what I mean? Like that's very common for a lot of species of, of vegetables that, you know, commercial farming, we're down to like a very few out of like hundreds of species of tomatoes. You know, they really only pick like the one style paste tomato, which is pretty much the Roma. You know what I mean? You get the beef steak and they, they might switch it up and you might have like, uh, yeah, you might, or yeah, or you might have like a, uh, <clears throat> Maybe like one of those uh, cherry purples or something, but yeah, you know, cherry tomato, grape tomato, all the basics. Basics. Yep. Yeah, when you get those heirloom seeds, you get some really unique stuff, like Mm -hmm. purple tomatoes and black ones. That's loaded with anthocyanins, you know, and all kinds of different pigments and could be healthier. uh, Yeah, antioxidants. Never heard of before. Your mineral, the mineral density, mineral density could change. The mineral density definitely change depending on how you're growing it, but like depending on what what it is, also the mineral is going to change. So, well, maybe your density won't. I don't know. Fucking whatever. It's a whole different rabbit hole. I got to get mine planted. I had a few people reach out and explain like a really cool system to just get my seeds going for the garden and i think i'm going to do that put them in my bedroom and uh yeah i'm gonna start my seeds my baker creeks get some veggies going i've got those purple carrots and the purple pole beans those japanese pole beans and some really cool things that i'd like to get out there today how are you gonna start them well they this one system was basically just in one of those 27 gallon totes 
So they basically just cut out little holes and started like little cups in each one, like basically just little um, hydro systems. Net pots. And then, right. yeah. And then, so they were just, they would just hang down in there and they would just change the water every so often and feed it. And I can't remember exactly what they spelled it out exactly what I needed to do. And it didn't sound very hard. They had like a little stone and a air pump and a, yeah, like a little aquarium stone and a little aquarium pump. And so, yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Those $8 Home Depot totes that are now $15.94. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, 15 bucks, 16 yeah, bucks. Yeah. On sale for $14.94. So, yeah, that was asinine. So, you're doing this for all your seeds starting? I'm curious, uh, what, why not, not just do regular cocoa and, um, and a seed, seed block or whatever, or soil block or. Usually, I just start it in like a little. I'll just take like an egg crate. So, yeah. So like for the for, for the experiment of that. it. Okay, cool. mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. The um, uh, I I I don't know. I wouldn't do the unless you're trying to grow your carrots there like permanently. I I don't know if I'd start your carrots. That's something yeah. you kind of want to start. Yeah, some things shouldn't be transplanted, right? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about carrots and probably not transplanting carrots, <laughs> right? So, uh and then those i mean you can you start them early though yeah like you know in the next maybe six weeks or something probably yeah i don't know to grow them in our rooms or you're finishing them in your room growing the carrots uh, i mean i it would be interesting to try to do that at least with something i could grow herbs for sure in there sure. in the corner it'd be a good yeah. ipm mm -hmm, like some dill and some basil and stuff but, oh, uh, really good idea. Pickle herbs for the uh, pickle turps. Yeah, now you're really gonna pickle. get pickle turps. All your all your shit's gonna turn pickle to pickle lady. Yeah, man. So That's yeah, I would yeah, love to do that. I think it would be cool. Grow grow my own food all year round. It would be <clears> kind of cool. To do some at least something like you know some lettuce and some. I don't know if I can necessarily grow beans. That'd be kind of. Difficult. They're pretty easy. I actually yeah. had beans from what about bush beans? Ago. Yeah, my yeah, bush beans, beans came back the next year, and I, I didn't even have to replant them. <laughs> yeah, I've got a I've got some native beans keep, going now. You can keep peppers inside year round. They just keep growing. Yeah, strawberry plants. You just put them in a pot and throw them under your deck in the wintertime and throw them right back outside. Yeah, raspberry plants. I uh, grow that shit year round. I would keep it in a box or something though, because they spread very quickly. Unless you're trying to grow a lot of raspberries, which you say very quickly. <laughs> no, but I should have. Dang it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm not very punny. But yeah, I've got a lot of Baker's Creek seeds that I would love to start this year because I didn't get to them last time. So, yeah. Yeah, I got the very few of mine. <clears throat> I have a ton of seeds still from that stock. Chats talk about micro. What do you use microgreens for? I don't have any microgreen experience. Money. <clears throat> mineral, mineral density. So it's a superfood. You just cut the plant right after it's sprouted, and you get all the micronutrients of the entire plant in that little bit, basically. Not quite, but close. Potential energy. They eat them for in salads, things like that. It, yeah, okay. it's more dense with minerals. The mineral density of that little bit is like more than what you'll get in the entire fruit. Is it good smoothies or you know the trade too much? You know the yeah, trays. You know the trays. Salad. The clones in those uh, those rectangle trays. 
they grow microgreens in that and they did just fucking cut it like scissors across and let it regrow you know i've seen all of that done and i know they sell them to like restaurants or whatever whatever they have uh cocoa pads you know, you know, like uh, uh, you know, like Rockwell slabs. They have that like made yeah. out of cocoa. They have like cocoa slabs, so to speak, and they'll seed it up. You know, it keeps it nice and clean and nice and sterile and whatnot. And then, uh, yeah, and they can see you just cut it right across, man. You grow nine, ten days. Is that different from a cocoa mat? I know what you're talking about with a Rockwell slab, uh, but it might be the same thing. Because I, I, I know I've seen cocoa mat at the store. I just you know, it, it's like this. It's like this thick, from what I've seen. Well, let's dry it too. It expands when it's wet, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's from what I see, it's like in a roll, and it'll just like roll out. And it's yeah, not so it's really gotta like, be compressed. It's not really hard. It's not really soft. But then it like yeah, it'll like absorb them. It's but it's not okay. wet when it's hard when it's like rolled up. You know, it's probably just like a giant jiffy peat pellet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. And they just kind of roll out, cut it, cut it to size or whatever. Or they have them like sized out ten twenty um, sheets. You know that you can get. Imagine that'd be better. Imagine the roll would have a hell of a time flattening out. <clears throat> well, probably not. Once it got wet, it probably. Yeah, I was gonna say, dude, Chad is water. killing it with this. If you just read Chad, they're telling us all about it. They got, got the, the, the cocoa gravies asking me about plates. strawberries. I don't remember what I said about strawberries last year about a sweet setup of strawberries. I had some in the back that my uh, herb garden overtook, and so I started one in my front garden, but like. My my strawberry everything else, I just planted strawberries all over. I'm going to do that again this year. I'm going to grab more strawberries and just really fill that in. They'll spread. They're I taking over them. my pathways like crazy. They're just doing their Which thing. Starting ground to cover. The ever fruiting ones or whatever. What did you say? Uh, there's so many little ones. What variety of those Spartan or the Spartan? What a, Spartan berries? Do you like the bag? So I like, to, I like to get some of both. Uh, Everbearing are nice because they'll kind of give you a, a moderate amount, all kind of spread out for June bearing give you a lot and bigger ones all in June. And so I like to just kind of have both best of both worlds, right? So kind of just mix them. Right now I'm just checkerboard and I'm using like a ground cover. So every year now I'm going to start just, I'm going to get a flat of strawberries and just keep doing that. And then I'll do like wood chips around my fucking, uh, trees and i'll do strawberries in there and i'll just i want a ton of strawberries hell yeah dude, dude. dude that's Take gonna be some rich soil breaking all down and everything because you're not gonna harvest and it then all. when they creep into the yard just run on more so i'll be fine yeah they, they just go everywhere <clears throat> they're out of control at this point have wild black grass my garden beds are you getting a lot of pollinators in your yard now spartan since you started adding all that stuff yeah i have a i had this hedge this hedge wall that i built Actually, I dug a big trench when I first moved in and uh, planted these hedges. They were privet hedges. So I did it all by hand and um, not monstrosities because I won't trim them. And uh, they flower. And when they flower, my God's like, last year was the first year. Last year they flowered hard for whatever reason. But it was the first year that I heard this weird noise when I opened the door. And what it was was all buzzing from all the different and there's a bunch of weird different varieties big ones and small ones and fucking all different types. again it's fucking crazy it was awesome and then uh, now that i have that herb garden in too they love that spot where all the herbs are growing and i've got the echinacea flowers or whatever they're called the big cone flowers 
They love those things. I see all kinds of wasps and all kinds of good Dude, shit. Those get fucking huge, man. Those get like seven feet tall. I like seeing wasps, man, because they're out there fucking up other bugs. Hey, watch for waspas, Spartan. Waspas. <laughs> waspas. Hornets. I don't like hornets. They fuck, can fuck you up. <clears throat> Defense, man. They're your plants. Defense. They're your gardens. Defenders. They're chomping on aphids. As long as they're not chomping on me, man, and we're good. Yeah. We're Does good. that sound effect again, Red? I don't want to get everybody all riled up. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Too late, Red. Hog Daddy wants to know from Painted Lady what's her top five people to blaze with. I mean, the five people on the panel right now. Yeah, that's obviously. easy. Yeah. Next question. Go for exactly. Easy call. Yeah, man. I figured she was going to forget me. She started listing people. No, of course, you're number one. Number one guy. And then, of course, all my cats. She has five cats, so now I'm curious what cat gets left off. Yeah, yeah which one is left out? The oldest one. Oh no! The one that just broke her succulent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Raw dog, not raw dog. No. I'll leave the one back there just watching TV. (laughs) Yep. Got animal planning out for it. Who is that? That was that was Faz. That's the one that got the vagina. (laughs) Uh, Look at anyone that's not watched that episode. There's a good thing to go back and search for. How does that make sense? That cat was. Um, That's an expensive fucking cat right there, man. That's bougie. That is an expensive cat. Yeah. He had a little medical emergency this summer, and he uh, got a. Why do you keep clock. saying he? Because I'm sorry, but his pronouns are still he, him. Oh, I wasn't informed. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so. He uh, had a medical emergency blockage and could not get the blockage taken care of after three emergency catheters. And um, so they turned his uh, penis into a vagina. And that's how Titties for Kitties came to be. Titties Titties for Kitties. Look at that face. I mean, who wouldn't have saved him? Handsome boy modeling school. Look at oh, he's fucking hamming it up too, man, with a big cheese grin. See, yeah, man, Fuzzy Bear. He seems so, pretty cool from there. Yeah, he's a good boy, and it worked. So yeah, all's good. But yeah, so those five and you five are my favorite people. <laughs> oh, so she picked oh, ten. honored. I'll sure. take it. Well, Rebecca also, but you know, she's off camera, so she's out. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> exactly. her headphones on. You gotta be here to be in. Tough shit. Her headphones aren't on. She couldn't hear you. It's really? dead silent in this house. So funny. <laughs> I guess it was here, DOG. I did want to say though, right before we got off of that whole, we were talking about microgreens a little bit, and a couple of people I've loved following over the years. One of them who covers microgreens all the time because he juices John. and stuff. John Kohler, yeah, growingyourgreens.com. Obviously, it's pretty much in his name. He's always, you know, talking about microgreens, but also uh, Curtis Stone. Curtis Stone has been a really good source of information for a lot. He, he wrote the book uh, The Urban Farmer. Uh, 
a lot of stuff. He's he's up in British Columbia, so he's in a little bit of a colder weather, a little bit more like our climate, you know. Um, he's in the Pacific Northwest area, so it is probably a little different. But um, nonetheless, he gets the, the cold winters and all that stuff. So uh, I, I like to get a lot of education from him. Uh, over Since since the pandemic, his, uh, his content's changed a little bit. You know, he's kind of gotten more into survival farming, uh, a little bit more off of market farming. But he was doing market farming and, like, always talking about microgreens and going to, like, talk microgreen oh, farming right. farming like more like staple foods like potatoes and stuff yes. like that yes exactly right right yep, yep that's his big thing right now um you know considering okay. the the the, the uh, supply shortages and stuff like that cost of food and things like that going up and he's just trying to basically lay low for a few years and let it all ride out you know I kind of want some potatoes man yeah yeah Eat smart them. idea yep. they're pretty easy to grow good and starchy Pretty big Super easy to grow, dude. You get these big flowers. They're pretty too. Yeah, she's right. Huge. You throw them in a fucking smart pot, an extra smart pot, and then just fuck. When you harvest it, you just tip the fucking smart pot over, and there you go. You grab your potatoes. We, we grew potatoes in smart pots okay. this past year. A little, little five gallons. Did a couple of them. Super How easy. Mag for potatoes. Super easy. I think they were just like barely just cocoa too. Oh no, there was a little bit of soil packed in there. A little bit of soil. They're called like a pioneer crop. It's one of the ones that will be one of the first plants to grow in a newly developing soil. So it doesn't need a lot for the potatoes. Couldn't like Matt so Damon like, grow them on Mars? Like, yeah. Yeah. So I don't feel like you need to have like super oh, awesome soil. That's probably why it gets such big flowers. It needs the sun. Yeah. I like sun. I want to try growing uh, sweet potatoes this year and some other, other kinds. Of, I really want to grow more. Tune in like baby purples, night, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard. Time. I love the these baby purples, man. Scobo, Polarity Science, Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Hey guys, thank you all for joining us. Do us a flavor. Back out of here. Like the show. Maybe tell a friend or don't. Check it out on uh, Twitch and follow. It's free. Yeah, man. Have a great week. We appreciate you guys. Have a good. One. See you tomorrow night. <laughs>